This episode of the Lipstick and Cowboy Boots podcast is powered by Hale Ranch Beef. We all know the West wasn't won on salad. It was won on hardworking cowgirls like the Calgary Stampede Barrel Racing Qualifiers who just don't quit, and beef. The crew at Hale Ranch Beef believe in the Western way of life and supplying the homegrown fuel to power hardworking men and women. Hale Ranch Beef is proud to back Canadians who embody the Western way of life just like they do. If you're looking to stock up on some of the best beef in the land, check out haleranchbeef.ca to order your half, side, or mixed box of beef today. All right, so on this episode of the podcast, I want to welcome Nancy Leishner. I've frigged it up again, Nancy. Your last name, I never get it right. Leishner. It's Nancy Leishner and Skylar Mantler. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Hi, McCaffrey. Thanks for having us. <laughs> um, if anyone can hear raindrops in the background, you know, um, as a lot of people do pay good money for these calm apps, the meditation apps, but I'm bringing it to you today for free. We all know that I do podcasts in my truck. Uh, this is where it sounds the best usually. So if you hear raindrops, it's just because we're um, extending monsoon June a little longer in Alberta. So I'm going to introduce our guests. Um, Nancy is a barrel horse trainer. She is a self-proclaimed A-plus shoot operator, and her husband, Ty, is a calf horse trainer. Skylar grew up doing stunts in the movies and now works for production in the film industry. So ladies, let's start off with, I want to know uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, how you got into horses, and how you got into barrel racing. Nancy, you can go ahead and go first. Uh, so I, I guess I got into horses. My mom was, my mom married a guy that ran a big ranch down in Southern Alberta. It was 77,000 acres. So I kind of grew up on a horse there. Wow. Um, and yeah, so from, from that point, like I'd spent a lot of time on a horse, but then we moved out to BC and I started 4-H and Pony Club and my mom and my stepdad split up and I kind of just went through the ranks of 4-H and Pony Club. It was I, I didn't have any fancy horses. I grew up on a, a really, really bad horse, to be honest. Um, he, is, he gets 100% credit for what I do for a living now because there's nothing that can throw anything at me as bad as he was. Um, but yeah, I, I showed him, I jumped him, I did 4 H on him, I eventually rode him in the feed lot. Um, just, just kind of did everything, and then I went on to work for various horse trainers. Instead of going to college, I worked for a trainer in Texas, and one in uh, Austria, and a couple in Alberta. And I don't know; it's just I've been what I've been passionate about ever since. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, what did you guys do in Austria? Like, what kind of horses were you training over there? Uh, the trainer that I worked for had kind of like a all around barn, I guess. So they had Rainers and then English Pleasure, Western Pleasure and Trail Horses. But it was very different from anything I've experienced here. Um, just They just do things so differently. Here. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, Skylar, how, what about yourself? What's your history with horses and into barrel racing? Um, well, I come from a long line of horsemen, so I'm fifth-generation horseman on my mom's side of the family. Um, my great-great-grandpa, Sam Johnson, was friends with Guy Wiedek and Pete Knight and all of them fellas, and they used to buck horses out in the field together. And 
Um, it just kind of, that sort of would have started, and then that filtered down generationally. My grand, grandpa and dad had a stud called Tip Top McHugh. He was one of the first running quarter horse stallions in Alberta. And then my grandma, <clears throat> barrel racing was invented, and grandma started barrel racing, and um, I started on a pony named Sugar. And Sugar made a million miles in the horse trailer. Like, even if she had to stand under the front of the horses, the other horses, like, she had to be in the trailer when we went somewhere. So I modeled her out, and then my grandma gave me um, her good old horse, Blue, that she went to the CFR on, and she was 16 hands of power and blue-roan appeal. And after her, um, <clears throat> my grandma gave me a horse named Pong. And I rode for 12 years and went to the high school finals and pretty much anything I wanted to win, that mare took me there and made the same trip every time. And she taught me what it meant to be a pilot and uh, how to ride and how to be proud of, you know, the hardships and the wins. And, you know, sometimes bad things happen and you have bad luck, but um I don't think I could have had any greater gift in my life than that yellow mare. So that she was my everything. And she's the reason that I, I wanted to keep doing what we're doing. I love that. I love that both of you had those horses that kind of helped shape you up to be the horsewomen that you are today and uh, why you're both so gritty and badass and why, uh, you know, let's just say a little part and why are you going to Calgary this week, which is kind of cool, not a big deal or anything. Um, let's talk about your horses. Um, we'll go, Skylar, tell us about Oxford and uh, how you found him, where he's from. So I raised Oxford. He's the first one um, for my own kind of string. Um, my grandma had bought two really moving mares off of the track um, her last winter that she went to Arizona because she had bred her brood mare to really moving and had an exceptional mare that was named Echo. And Echo won the charities, and <clears throat> we called Echo the crotch rocket because she was lethal, like she would leave you in the dust. So grandma bought these two mares, and uh, the one, I I tried to help her through her problems. They were man-made, and she'd had some things done to her, so I learned a lot from her. But I thought, you know what, this is the most handiest, fastest horse I've ever rode in my life. Uh, so I thought, well, I'll just start having some colts out of her. So I took her to a friend of ours, Kelly King, who did actually borrowed my yellow mare from me um, in her later years because I didn't want to sell her. So as a trade, their kid bred cotton. I bought some stud feed from Saul the Stockbroker. So I had three colts by Saul the Stockbroker out of my broodmare, and um, Oxford is the first. And he's been slow to mature. I've called him Hopelope most of his life. He's not one to get too excited about things. And uh, I just, he's just, he's full of surprises. He's just really one of the nicest horses I've ever been around. So I just, I'm really happy for what he's done because, you know, you see him do the things that they do at home and you just, you know, for a horse to put that into what they do in the arena i just think that's really special absolutely it is uh nancy how did you find uh mr super trooper 
Oh man, well, I had a I had a nice bay gelding named Mick that was my first barrel horse that my husband bought me when we first met, and uh, he wasn't he wasn't quite a level that I wanted to go to, so I listed him for sale and finally got him sold and just was on the hunt for another prospect. Our kid was just, he was about two at the time. So, uh, yeah, anyways, we, at the time, my, my grandpa was pretty sick in the hospital and I went and saw him and we kind of had our last visit or whatever. And he told me that he always thought I belonged on a gray horse. And I, I kind of laughed at him and was like, oh, I'm never again. Like that gray I grew up on was bad. <laughs> Not doing that again. <laughs> And he's like, no, you belong on a grade. You need to have a grade. And so Trooper popped up on Facebook, and he was just a two-year-old, and there was one picture and his papers. And I had sent probably 70 different horses to Kim Jarkowski waiting for her to give one the okay because she was, she was kind of my mentor on what to buy. <laughs> and uh, he was the first one that she was like, yep, that's a good one. I was like, oh, great. But anyway, so she was priced double my budget and only the uh, lowball offer and I just told her like I'm really sorry this is an insult and this is all I have and I would love to own that horse if you give me the chance kind of thing like I put my heart and soul into him kind of thing and she accepted so I sent her the money and then I was like oh maybe you should have asked for another picture <laughs> <laughs> so I bought him on one picture and papers um and she brought him down. I met her at Diamond End. He was way, way up north, so I met her at Diamond End and brought him home and started him. And I've kind of trained him from the ground up. And yeah, he's just been—he's been a pretty amazing blessing. It's—it's it's every everybody. I think every barrel racer that's on their first horse is like, this one's going to be amazing, and we're going to go to Calgary together. Right. <laughs> but it's not necessarily the most realistic <laughs> and I don't know he, like I know that he's just he's a freak of nature for us to be able to accomplish this together it wouldn't it wouldn't happen with any other horse I don't think he's pretty outstanding I'm editing this podcast to add in that Nancy named Trooper uh after her grandpa, who was a war veteran, I know that she did say that he saw her on a gray horse, and a gray horse is what she got. Back to the podcast. That's really cool. I like that both of you guys did the work with both of your horses. They're both grays, actually, as well, and uh, you're both going to yeah, Calgary. Team gray. Yeah, team, team gray. gray. That's awesome. <laughs> Nancy, how is uh, Trooper bred? Uh, he is by a set called Master's Fame, who was actually gelded by the time I bought Trooper, but Master's Fame was by Dash to Fame and Out of a Pie in the Sky Mare. Okay. And then his dam is Frenchman's Jewel, who's by Frenchman's Guy and out of Rosie D. Roman. So Millow and Livestock actually owned her at the time, and they have one baby out of her everybody back off don't even look at her (laughs) 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 so that's kind of how i ended up getting to know them but yeah just he he was a magic cross and that was one of the things kim told me to look for was a magic cross so when i finally found one i needed to go ahead it was like better buy it (laughs) yeah that's awesome nancy what kind of quirks or does trooper have quirks uh what kind of quirks does he have if he does 
Uh, he has terrible ground manners. <laughs> he has atrocious ground manners. Um, not in like a mean way, but like he has no concept of per- personal space whatsoever. Um, he he thinks he's a lap dog. He would gladly sit in my lap if I would let him. Oh my gosh. Um, if you're if you're standing anywhere near him, he will like move his butt over to you and push on you until you start scratching it or his chest or his back or his face or whatever. Um, and he just he always wants his face to be like in your arms. You need to hold him. <laughs> um, little kids, he's obsessed with little kids. Like he loves little kids. At the first row you ever had him out, we had five or six piled on him at the same time. <laughs> And yeah, he just will like go out of his way to like snatch a little kid and be like, uh, hi, Patty. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's oh and, and he's really not that not that great to haul in the trailer. He's he is very particular about where he is hauled in the trailer or he will rock and kick and carry on. So yeah, he's He's an individual, that's for sure. He's a big puppy dog. I, I saw that picture you had of him the other day where he had his head in your arms. That's pretty cute. That is his preferred preferred position right there. Uh, Skylar, what about Oxford and his quirks? I know you said he took a little bit longer to come on, but any other kind of quirks? Oh, well, as Nancy's talking, all I could think was I don't think Nancy and I could travel together because we would have two absolute to deal with it's like <laughs> oh my gosh the same deal like he's such a he's such a lover like when we're walking around before our run he's just like hit in your chest or on your back or tripping on your spurs because he's trying to walk so close and he's a par he lives in hobbles a lot of the time sometimes even <laughs> in the trailer and he's just such a turd and he's very impatient but like I said I called him Hokulo for forever I, I had to ride him ponying like my old barrel horse and my old rope horse to keep him like moving straight because he would just dog all the time <laughs> so that's that's really pretty yeah he's just kind of he's he's a boy that's all i can say about him all the time when people are like oh what's he like i'm like he's just a boy <laughs> that <laughs> would make sense <laughs> that makes sense yeah <laughs> How- that's so funny troopers actually totally the same like until he was five i had to like spank his to get him to lope. <laughs> <You're so lazy. laughs> your, your run come on a lot faster than mine did. Like, I had to wait until he was, like, seven or, like, in the seven-year-old year for that little light bulb to come on. But I remember watching Trooper for Charities, and he catches your eye, and he's so athletically charged. He's just so fun to watch. I love watching your horse come on. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. this. I love we this. We have concerns there for a while. <laughs> Well, uh, you guys are too funny. Um, Skylar, how would you describe Oxford's style? Oh, my gosh. Um, something that I did uh, a long time ago. I haven't rode a horse like him in a long time, but he's very, like, kind of jump for jump. Um, he he wants to turn one quite tight, and he he runs kind of low and flat, and he'll kind of scoop the... the the saddle out from under me like at the qualifier the one run going into the second oh the last run was it the last? yeah he kind of gives a little check right before the second he just kind of that's his little brake check i call it and he popped me up and in the picture you can totally see him standing way in my outside stirrup just like straight legged, trying to keep myself 
freaking right in and I remember like all the way to the through trying to like get my butt back into the center of the saddle but it's just kind of he will walk in all day like an air drew the other day he walked in there and uh there was a girlfriend of mine sitting on the fence and she's laughing at me because my, my reins are loose and he's like we're going to check cows or something <laughs> like, <laughs> hilarious that is freaking funny. Uh, Nancy, how would you describe Trooper's style? I think the only word that really describes Trooper is aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> he is very aggressive. He's an athlete. <laughs> he, he is an athlete, which is all I can do to stay on him sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, he's very, I don't know, he's... He's well. He's only my second girl, so I can't. I can't say too much. But he's like nothing I've ever rode before. Like he's like, hang on, or you will be behind the saddle, and I'm just gonna do my thing. Nancy, you say yeah, that he's, he's an athlete, but uh, you're quite the athlete as well because I don't remember if it was the second run or the final run, and you didn't even run. touch the barrel, but. You thought that you might have, and like literally, you look like you were like, okay, you know what, Trooper, you just turned the barrel. I'm gonna stick, st- like, you were look like you could have touched the ground, but you were holding on to the barrel for him to go around. <laughs> and like, I would have fell off. You and him are both round, athletes. It was, yeah, it was the second round because I remember witnessing the same thing going, mm hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I really, really, really hate hitting barrels. Like, I will die if I hit a barrel. <laughs> well, you did it, and it was awesome. Passing, I have no... When the adrenaline is something, I have zero concept of self-preservation. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, <laughs> My other question for you, Nancy, in the one picture... Are you going to get one of those, like, uh, glasses holders, like um, like a dummy string for your glasses to make sure they stay on? I think I need to. I really do. It's so bad. <laughs> do they fly down your nose? Yeah, like, to the end of my nose. And then every, every single picture, I, like, either they're, like, at the end of my nose or I'm trying to hold them on with my nose and my face is all screwed up. <laughs> Maybe maybe your run would be scarier if you could actually see what was going on. Did you ever see that? There, there's that, yeah. Maybe I'd be more focused on doing the wrong thing if I wasn't worried about keeping my glasses off. Oh my gosh, oh, you guys are hilarious. So uh, you guys are hilarious. Well, and you're both glasses wearers, because Skylar, don't you wear glasses too sometimes? Yes, yes, I do. I, I had my contacts in at the qualifier, though, because I was like Fog City. I can't do that. Yeah. Wet, I, need contact. <laughs> I need to try contacts. Don't change no, don't anything be, before Calgary. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't do that now. <laughs> fair, fair. You qualified with those glasses at the end of your nose. You're going to Calgary like that. I love it. As my grandma would say, you can't split up the team. Your equipment is your team, and you can't split up the team. There you go. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like that. I like it too. Okay, I want to know about your guys' rodeo season and how the season is going. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, who goes first? Just kidding. Skylar, go ahead. How's your how's your rodeo <laughs> season going? Um, it's going quite well. Um, like, this is uh, the short go at Pinocchio was Oxford's 13th rodeo run. 
So I just above the moon with how he's doing. Um, we've been just set of placing in a few of them, and then he decided to throw it on at Pinoka, so I couldn't have been happier. And um, I don't know, it's I haven't made a bunch of money, but he's damn sure been trying, and everything's been new to him, and I think he's just doing great. I just, I'm just, I couldn't be prouder of him. I just can't say enough I'm good about him. That's awesome, Nancy. How about you? That's so awesome. Uh, well, our, our season started out pretty good. Um, we hit a hit a barrel at Dawson to win the rodeo. Dang. <laughs> so that, that was a good start. <laughs> and then actually a couple weeks later, we won Tabor and set, placed a couple others. So it started out really good. And then, I don't know, I got so focused on Calgary. I kind of forgot how to ride my horse for a while there. So <laughs> we're working on that. <laughs> That's okay. You got some time yet. Okay, I want to know if you guys... Yeah, we actually... Oh, go ahead. We did finally fill our permit this year, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's <laughs> really exciting. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay, I would like to know if you guys have any rodeo superstitions. Are you superstitious or just a little stitious? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just hat on the bed. Um, I've heard a lot of crazy... You know, like no money in the pocket, no wearing yellow, and all that kind of stuff. I do that all the time. Like people say stuff, and I'm like, oh well, oops. Like, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I, I don't think so. I, I used to be like, if I'm in like a short go or something, and you're like neck and neck with somebody, my rule of thumb was never to go in and watch. Yeah. Like, to not even hear what's going on, to just totally go in there blank slate. That's kind of, but that's my own kind of deal. But other than that, no superstitions. What about you, Nancy? I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pretty much always ride super in like boots, and they're always clean, always, always. Um, but on the off chance that we're in mud, I do usually have a pair of like black or different color or whatever. If the other color doesn't win me money. And I sell them and I buy different ones because they're bad luck. <laughs> so if anybody's have... buying Nancy's boots on Facebook, you're getting the bad luck boots. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Smith already spoke to my black leopard ones, so they came through a body bill for me. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's patiently waiting. <laughs> That's so funny. And then I'm kind of the same way with my shirts. Like, I, I know which, I know how much money each shirt. <laughs> I, I wear my wedding shirt whenever really oh, I really I got lucky shirts too. It, it helps. What is it? What's that? Dress to win. Dress to win. Exactly. Nancy. Exactly. Good, feel good. Good, I want to feel good. Do good. That's so true, <laughs> Nancy. Okay, I want to know which shirt is your most high money earning shirt, and what color is it? You know what? Actually, oh, red shirt that I wore the first day of the qualifier. I. Uh, I bought it. I bought it on Poshmark this spring, <laughs> and that sucker has been good luck. That's awesome. Um, I I I think it's up to about twelve grand right now between my one fraternity horse that I won a rodeo in it, and then I wanted the qualifier. Yeah, that that is a lucky secondhand shirt. Are you gonna be wearing it on your first run at Calgary then? 
Well, I don't know because I was actually gifted some new shirts, so Ooh. I might switch it up. We'll see. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, and maybe. then if you and then if yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And then if you make it to the Sunday round, then you pull it out then. See that that's kind of what I was thinking is like maybe I should cause my husband says I shouldn't wear the same shirt every day, so <laughs> <laughs> depends how hot it is in Calgary. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I figured maybe I'd save it for Sunday. We'll see. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, I want to know what your guys' go-to saddle, pad, bit, and sport med boot brand would be. Uh, go ahead, Nancy. I I ride in kind of back and forth between saddles, so I have a really nice Woody's that fits my horse really well. Um, but I didn't try it out before I ordered it and it is a tiny bit too big for me to run him in and remain seated the entire way yep. so I ride him in that at home but then when I make a run I've been riding him in my C3 because I almost fell off the first time I made a run in it so I uh, yeah he has to tough it out for as little as, as little time as possible after he goes let me have to deal with it <laughs> and then I use a classic equine zone cap and classic equine boots and uh elliot bit the one in a raffle that I, I don't really know what it is it's like a three-piece with a roller and it's kind of almost like a snuffle on the side um and then at home i ride in an every pretzel bit but it lets me have a little too much control in a run and i'm not always aware of what i'm actually asking for so yeah i prefer to run him in very little bit so i can screw up and he can ignore me <laughs> perfect i just have to say it's not a matter of screwing up nancy it's that humans are only supposed to go 12 miles an hour so <laughs> you, you can't think physically um, I use, um, I'm a fan of the Martin saddles. Okay. Um, they're the only saddle I've really ever paid for. And, uh, I let, uh, I've got a weight pad on Oxford. I've used a weight pad forever because, um, you know, Lindsay Sears had the weight pads and I started trying them and boy, did I like them. So that's what I use on him. And then leg wraps as long as they're clean i don't like using dirty leg wraps so they have to be clean whatever color and um i i use a lot my my grandma had a it's called the i am wonder bit half wonder bit um so i use that on almost everything uh every once in a while oxford needs a little something something rope nose yeah um, so sometimes i switch it up to the martha josie but I'm not one for really switching up too much. So, and then at home, I he usually just gets ponied. Um, but yeah, uh, and then yeah, I think that's kind of the only bit that I really have ever used on him. It's the wonder bit. Perfect, nice and easy then. Um, let's talk about the Calgary Stampede qualifier and your guys' experience there and what you thought of it. Oh my goodness. I was I was pretty excited that they gave us the opportunity again this year. Yeah. Um, I felt like I needed a redo after last year. Ditto, <laughs> ditto. <laughs> yeah, like it just just didn't go the way I thought it should go last year. <laughs> I played things through over my head and it was different. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I, I was I was so excited when they had it again. Um, so I don't even know the around. I I figured we just need to go out there and and make our best run, and and she stepped up. <laughs> she has a way of knowing when something counts, and he will step up. Um, and he he sure did. And then the next two days, I was or the next two runs, I was so nervous because I was like, all I have to do is not screw up. That's all I have to do. And I, I came very close to screwing up, but we we got through it. So it was pretty exciting. It, I, it's just kind of surreal. Like I still just it's like it happened fully sunk in that that just happened. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really cool opportunity, and I think it's um, kind of life-changing for people to be able to have that opportunity, and uh, and then these dreams are coming true for people. Like, I just think it's the coolest thing ever, and I'm happy that I get to be a part of it announcing, and then I almost, they almost shouldn't give me the mic because I'll get too excited for everybody, and sometimes I have the mic to my <laughs> mouth, and I'm, like, cheering or, like, go, go, but uh, I love that I get to be there for it and see everybody just so excited. So, yeah. Uh, I love hearing you in my videos. So, oh, good. Yeah, I, I like it too, Cassie. I think it's great that you get so pumped and then like you kind of know what's going on. So that's, you can feel that when you're talking about everybody, you kind of know who they are and what their horses are doing and stuff. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, I just, I absolutely love it. So thank you. Um, Skylar, talk about your experience with the Calgary Stampede qualifier. Uh, well, same as Nancy. I felt like, you know, do over from last year, just a little bit last year. I wasn't even hardly even riding or doing anything. And they're like, oh, surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do this? And I'm like, oh, God, two and a half weeks. Here we go. Um, but it just an unbelievable opportunity. And to me, something like this at an event like Calgary gets people in there whose horses are on a roll. Not necessarily, you know, like it's it's no different than I feel like when they offered for the uh, national high school or the national college um, champion, the racing champion, to get into the American and yeah. things like this. Like that opened Haley Kinzel's life up instant instantly. Yeah. So things like this just create an opportunity for somebody who, like, let's say, for example, myself, who doesn't really like to rodeo hard, to get into things and you know, step up when you need to step up as opposed to, you know, being gone from home all the time. If that's, if that's not for you and I just have trouble for me, you know, doing that, but the, the people that put it on, you know, the grants and Tony Dixon, like you can't hug Tony Dixon enough for what she has done Yeah. for, you know, the barrel racers in our area to have an opportunity to do something at our hometown rodeo. That is the hardest hometown rodeo to get into ever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You are right. We could sing Tony Dixon's praises all day long because, yeah, she really steps up and makes things happen, and we appreciate her for that. Very well said. Yeah. Okay, I want to know what you're both most looking forward to at the greatest outdoor show on earth, the Calgary Stampede. <laughs> Everything? Yeah. <laughs> everything i don't know the being there the you know because you've been there everybody's been there but it's like you know what would it feel like to run into that sucker with the stands packed and everything just humming you know that and the mini donuts yeah like oh, oh yeah it's gonna be awesome <laughs> <laughs> nancy yeah, what about I'm, you i'm i'm 
pretty much the same. I honestly, I cannot wait to run around those three barrels. Like, I am dying to go run around <laughs> three barrels. <laughs> I'm just getting goosebumps with you talking about it. Okay, and I love that you guys are getting goosebumps about it. You guys are getting goosebumps about it, and he- me hearing you guys talk about it is giving me tears in my eyes because, oh God, I'm gonna cry. Like, I just get so excited for all the barrel racers getting to go live those dreams out and like I know the hard work that gets put into it and all those things but you guys are much better about containing it because you're not gonna be crying when you're running down the alleyway me I'll be like oh my god I'm so proud of my babies like (laughs) I I might start crying when I go to run down the alley just saying (laughs) don't fog the glasses yeah, there'll maybe an emotional fall off of your glasses after your run. You're just like, oh my god, that's yeah. amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And I think I speak for Nancy and myself where we are, are very excited about our horses and yes. what they get to show. Because as a pilot, you're really only doing like 2%. And most yeah. of that 2% is just trying to stay the hell out of the way. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like you you minimal your minimal part to play. But I think for Nancy and I it's it's you know we're so proud of them. It's pretty awesome to see going on fun ones that we've trained. Like that that is just crazy. Yeah, that's it's a so huge special. it's a huge accomplishment for both of you guys. Like that's huge. It is so wow. special. Well, the, the we're, we're lucky in all kinds of ways. Lucky to have them. Lucky to get in. Lucky to do it. You know, it's 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 exciting. Absolutely. You girls better buy a lottery ticket while you're at it. <laughs> Might have to, or like the Dream Home Lottery or something. While yeah, you just never know. No kidding. Okay, I want to no talk. Kidding. I want to talk about um, connections to Calgary Stampede. So Nancy, I mean, I both know, I know both of your connections, but I want to hear you guys tell the people. Nancy, what is your connection uh, to Calgary Stampede? I actually went to Calgary Stampede last year for my first time. Um, a good friend of ours, Blair Smith, the, the Smith family did a lot for us. We rope at their place all winter long, and Blair ropes on my husband Ty's good calf horse quite a bit. And last year, Blair qualified for Calgary and asked to ride Clark there. So I went once and I got to got to watch Blair ride Clark in Calgary, and they did amazing. Um, and that that lit the fire for me. I was like, I need to get here. Like, yeah, I need to run in this arena. But it's just I don't know. It's so special to me that we have two horses, both that we've bought as two year olds and have brought along on their own that that are both getting the chance to go there is pretty awesome yeah that's huge that's really like that's just so great good for you guys thank you yeah okay and Skylar let's talk about your connection with Calgary as well oh the connection runs deep so I mean I've been going there for since I can remember you know to watch grandma and um, you know, my papa, he raced uh, chuck wagons for the Sheep Creek Outfitters at Oak Tokes. And um, I don't know, I just, grandma, we were always down there because we either were at the art, at the art exhibition where my grandma's best friend run the art exhibition for years. So we were always down there doing that or we were down there for the chuck wagons or <clears throat> visiting somebody or seeing somebody or, you know, I'm, my my auntie is uh, Nancy Chabaya. And uh, through marriage, my grandma and her dad got married later in life. And uh, the one year, 
uh, you know, people rode a horse from grandma and, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's, you, I've been there so much. And then, you know, the one year that I kind of had qualified through when it was back when it was like a regular kind of a rodeo, you know, where you just had to have a pro card and they still had slack. Yeah. And remember the year that I kind of qualified and, um, I would have been qualified top 25 from the Canadian standings the year before and they changed it and made it into the big deal that it is now. And I just remember people oh, so no. bummed. I was like, Oh, I've just been waiting to turn old enough to go to that stupid thing. And they switched up the rules. So it's just been a waiting game of opportunity. And I honestly didn't think like after last year, I thought that was going to be our only chance with last year. Yeah. So when it came back this year, it was just like, Oh my God, thank that God. So cool. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. And then, um, what about your grandma and her connection? Oh, well, grandma, I mean, the reason we're barrel racing there is mostly because of grandma. So her and a few other ambitious young women were on a committee to put barrel racing into the stampede. So uh, first they made it kind of a specialty event at intermission where they just kind of ran the barrels. And then there's a really special story about my grandma bursting into like the commissioner's office and demanding that he pay attention and know that he needs to be on the boat or he's going to miss the boat kind of thing. And she was 17 years old when she did that. And uh, that was kind of what got the ball rolling and, and, and got us all the way to where we are today. It's, it's, it's heritage. It's, it's heritage for everybody around Calgary that's grown up around Calgary definitely is that is so awesome right what a cool thing and uh like holy crap and also i i read that online like i read it and it's exactly she burst into the office and said what she had to say and i'm like good for you 17 years old you telling a man what we need to get done here at the calgary stampede i just love that so much well if you my my between my papa and my great-grandma my great grandma tried sending my grandma, my grandma Izzy, to school to be to become like a secretary, and she went for her first day of typing class, and she come home and she went straight to the barn and told my papa that she'd be having none of that. <laughs> and he said, "Well, that's fine, but then what are you going to do?" And she says, "I think I'm going to barrel race, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to." And he goes, "Well, if you're going to do it, then you better do it." And she lived up to it, and you know, uh, my great grandma bless her soul she was a very tough woman she was a self-taught one of the smartest women you've ever met she made sure that all of us girls like if you were ever in trouble she'd she'd give you a word like a hard word and then she'd send you to do a chore and when you got back from doing the chore you had to spell the word define the word and use it in a sentence and that's just kind of like my grandma how she trained her horses like there was no easy way of doing things but she she rewarded you no matter if you were her grandkid or your horse or whoever you really felt accomplished if you did something good so i think that's what she brought to the table and she was started getting pushy with some with some men here on on a a committee that didn't really think that women had any place you know she was ready for that (laughs) 
That's awesome. What a little badass. Well, we're grateful for her. That's for damn sure. Um, okay, I just have a couple things left here. I want to know which pool are you both in? Because I haven't seen the pool lists. I've only seen the full lists of who's competing. So which pools did you guys choose? Uh, I'm A. I, I chose A and I got B. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's that's all right. And then uh, as well, that's I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. it's fine. It's good. It's going to be great. You're still running at Calgary. Um, yeah, you can tell me to be there at five o'clock in the morning, to be honest. I'm going to be there for like, Exactly. <laughs> Ian Tyson. <laughs> yes, I love Ian Tyson so much. Okay, wait, which is your favorite Ian Tyson song? I don't know if I can pick, but either Navajo Rug or 18 Inches of Rain or Old Trails and Sagebrush. Oh, there's just so many good ones. Yeah. The Cowboyography album and, is the best. Yeah, I, I like. I always like little. I liked his song about his daughter Adelita. I just, I yep. just always like that. Rose, that's a good one. Adelita Rose. Yeah. And I really love Summer Wages. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> yep, I love that one too. <laughs> okay, good. Glad we're all fans. Okay, good. Okay, I want to know as well, uh, ladies, if you have any sponsors that you'd like to thank or, you know, people that are backing you up, who's on your team, your family, your friends, whoever. Who are, now's the time to do your thank yous and your shout outs and all the good stuff. Skylar, go ahead. Um, well, uh, going into Calgary, um, my new family over here in Bizano has uh, really stepped up and um, been really excited for me. So Hale Ranch Beef is my main sponsor for Calgary and moving forward. And uh, I can't thank them all enough. Like, it's just, it's it's so much fun. It's so much fun to come into a family that's, you know, ranchy and just as excited as you. Like, um, <laughs> my boyfriend's stepdad is usually a pretty quiet fella and the amount of emotion that I've seen out of him in the last few weeks has, has been quite surprising. It's just, it's been really fun. Um, uh, my dad, my dad is, my dad is a great mental coach. My dad is a stoic, very logical German man. He's <laughs> like always about the logical, thoughtful process. So he always keeps you grounded and makes sure your brain is thinking about what your brain needs to be thinking about. And, um, honestly, going into Calgary, uh, I've been really thinking about a lot of my, my athletic coaches that I had when I was younger. I have had some of the best athletic coaches in the country. And I really don't think that I could be what I am with, without what I learned from them across the board. Like, just phenomenal. Like, the Mount Royal girls basketball coach, Donovan Martin, was my basketball coach and my vice principal all through like elementary and into junior high. And he was a tough man and he expected perfection. And, you know, he was hard on you, but he wasn't, he didn't go past that, but he, he made sure he got everything out of you. And I think that's no different than what we try to get out of our horses. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't enforce it without being forced is what he always used to say. And uh, I think I've been thinking about him a lot. So all my old past coaches, Mr. Dubes, Mr. Martin, uh, Mr. Molyneux, these people all really, I think, shaped me as, as an athletic minded person. So I think they're, they're, they're who made me, me. 
I love it. That's awesome. And you're great. So we would like to thank them as well. <laughs> Nancy, how about you? Um, I've been I've been really blessed with the, the people that Trooper has brought into my life, to be honest. Um, in in his five year old year, uh, Ronan Co and Mill Iron Livestock and Bar Seven L Osteopathy all decided to jump on board and support us right then um and they've all they've all become honestly some of my best friends like amy that owns ronan co i'm very very close with her miller livestock i now ride a number of their horses and they <laughs> dell is like the person that i snapchat more than anybody <laughs> and then lindell with bar 7l is the person that i talk to on the phone more than anyone um and since qualifying for Calgary at uh, New Track PH Alberta has uh, started helping me out back on track Canada. Um, Black Diamond Performance is uh, animal psychic or yeah. animal yeah. communicator, I guess. And so I've used her a little bit in the past and she's decided to help help me kind of get on point with Trooper going into Calgary. Um, the tire shop in Olds and husband's auntie linda linda worthington she is she is something <laughs> she is one of the biggest supporters a person could ever have um and then like skylar said like the the coaches that shaped me i had some pretty great coaches but i i actually have four older brothers that were all extremely competitive athletes like very very good and between them them and my mom they, like the the number one lesson I think I learned growing up was that if you want something you need to work harder at it than anybody else and my brothers all did that and set that example and that was something that my mom always always enforced like you work hard and that has stuck with me like I on any given day feel I can confidently say I would be one of the hardest workers in any room um and I, I have to thank my mom for that. She she didn't have a lot to give me, but she pushed me to work my ass off. So, yeah. That's awesome. And I then, oh, it. my husband Ty. My husband Ty. <laughs> Ty is also pretty freaking good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. He, uh, he does literally do all of the driving. Um, I actually did my first rodeo driving yesterday. I drove for an hour and a half. <laughs> we went to William Blake and Pernolka. <laughs> and yeah, I have driven an hour and a half of this rodeo season and the rest has been him. Um, and yeah, he's he's amazing. He's like, he fully supports every vet trip, every late night in the arena, all of it. He's amazing. This is funny. You girls, anybody that's listening, you gotta watch for Nancy because she is well rested. And as long as she can see, you gotta look out. <laughs> yeah, I think I take back my we shouldn't put both of our grays in the trailer statement. I think uh, I think it'll be okay. I was coming with that. Oh my god. He's gosh. an old trucker from way back. He doesn't trust in driving and, and there's a couple people that are like, That doesn't that bother you? I'm like, No, do you know what it's like having your own personal chauffeur? It's awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my gosh. Well, is there anything else that you guys wanted to touch base on before we uh before we're done here? 
No, but I just think, Cassie, I know I've thanked you a lot, but I just really can't. I just, what you do for us is fantastic. So thank you. Well, thank you, Skylar. Yes. I appreciate your kind words always. I just really love the sport and uh, want to try and stay a part of the barrel racing world as best I can, but also like get out news and information and anything I can and just help out in any way that I can. So I'm happy to do it. You represent, you, you represent us and you do a very like good you. job. Yes, I feel like you're pretty much, you're, you're not just a part of the barrel racing world, you're kind of the heart of the barrel racing world in Canada. Like, you keep it moving. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, you guys are going to make me cry. Stop crying. <laughs> I'm not, Don't I'm cry. too emotional. Oh, that's so nice. I appreciate that. Okay, well, thank you girls so much. I'll uh, just save my crying for when you guys are making your first run at Calgary. <laughs> oh my God, get it together, Cassie. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, thank you girls so much. You're most welcome. Thank you, Cassie. I hope you've enjoyed part one of a two-part series. Of course, the next episode will be with Bailey Schott as well as Jesse Telford. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, rate, and review as well. Be sure to follow Lipstick and Cowboy Boots on Instagram as well as the Facebook page for all barrel racing news in Western Canada. Thank you.